Oh, so you're a real moany bitch, are you? Yeah, I'm a moany bitch. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I want to come back as you in the next life. Oh, I must have been an evil person in my past life. Hi, I'm Angela Scanlon and you're listening to Thanks A Million, the podcast that thinks all about thanks with the good, the great and the grateful. It's the last episode. I know, 10 eps in this season. Where has it even gone to? Honestly, we have had some absolute crackers. I've really, really loved this one. Nadia Hussein, London Hughes, what a hoot, Rylan. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Go back and check through them. If you're only coming to us now for Alan Carr, do subscribe. Go back, have a little route around if you're that way inclined. Maybe you'd like some of the other comics that have shown up on this series. Roshan Conaty, Ashling B, Joe Lysett, Tom Allen... Catherine Ryan. I mean, there's a shit ton of them. So delve, delve back in to the archives. And also, did I say subscribe? I think I did. It's been a long night. But now there are just about a million things that I've been grateful for lately. Today, I am grateful for tote bags, free tote bags that I can crumple up, stuff in the wash, put in my pocket, shove in the kitchen press, in the glove compartment, Wherever I go, there's a tote bag that I can fill with shit that I do not need. And I don't know, but there's something comforting about that. Am I right? Seriously, though, my mom has a tote bag that she bought in Australia around 12 years ago. And she brought one back for each of us as like a gift from the underworld. But she still has hers and uses them in little every day. Fair play. Why not? Okay, enough about me and reusable strawberry bags. Before we dive into today's chat, what are you, the listeners, thankful for today? Rachel simply says, smoked meats. (laughs) I don't know if that's a euphemism. Either way, I'm into it. Emma writes in, taking five to have coffee with my husband, ignoring the toddler chaos. Oh, don't even talk to me. I'm currently recording these from underneath my duvet while trying to sleep train a nine month old. I resisted it relentlessly. And sorry, I realised that this is niche content and also triggering for anyone who has done this before. (laughs) But fuck, it's hard. It's really, really hard. And I can hear a little, oh, okay, enough messing around. Also, I've got to go and do the pat and wait three minutes. Let's get into it and meet our guest for this episode. Alan Carr is a phenomenal comedian and TV presenter, BAFTA award-winning, no less. He is currently a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race UK, regular on 8 out of 10 Cats Does Countdown, and he's presented the wildly popular Alan Carr chatty man for a whopping 16 seasons and is the author of two best-selling books. But there is more. Alan is currently touring his show, Regional Trinket Around the World. Seriously, though, that is just the briefest of brief overviews of this man's insanely brilliant career. I am so, so delighted to welcome Alan to the show for what promises to be an absolute riot. I can't see you. Oh, God. I'm here in the corner watching the dead. Oh, I love that oh. crack in your voice. Just oh my God, I know. I sound like I've been eating fucking pebbles. Um, how are you? I did see you briefly and then um, you disappeared, but you look very tropical in that shirt. 
Oh, you can see me now. Yes, thank you. I've just come back from Gibraltar. Oh, hello. Well, I did wonder. I saw on Instagram and I was like, oh, where is he? It looks so exotic. <laughs> it sounds less exotic. No offence to Gibraltar, but I thought you were in the Caribbean. <laughs> I wish. No, Gibraltar was um, absolutely amazing. It was amazing. Love. Are we going to start talking now? Because I don't know. What should we do? Are we, are we recording, recording? Oh, or? we're on. Because you always on. have a little, you always have a little chat at the beginning. Exactly. Preamble, yeah, yes, so, yes. Welcome back. Yeah, and I know it's a gratitude uh, podcast, but I just want to be grateful for public transport because I arrived from Gibraltar about an hour ago on time. My suitcase was the first one off the carousel. Boom. Gatwick Express was waiting for me. I felt like the president. No, <laughs> no interruption. Taxi rank empty. Jumped on. I'm here within an hour and ten. Oh my oh. god! Thank you, thank you, public transport. Whoever says that? <laughs> no one. Who? No one ever does. Oh, that's lovely. But does that feel so? Do you believe in like the universe conspiring to help you? Yes, my life is basically the Truman Show. And <laughs> if I've got to, you know, as I'm driving down a country lane, someone's going, right, horse box now, horse box, combine <laughs> harvester, come out now, faulty cattle grid, quick, quick, quick. Yeah. But so, yes, <laughs> that's how I feel. Yeah. yeah, I'm just so, but I'm, I feel like I'm a really bad guest on this because I'm the most ungrateful person going. Bollocks. I am. I'm one of those people that has that woe is me thing, even though I have such a lovely life and everything. You know, I'll have a friend who's like not got the best job in the world and they go, oh, I'm off to Tenerife for a week. I'm like, oh, all right for some. <laughs> Wish I could do that. Alan, you can do that and you do do it, but you're still moaning. Regularly. <laughs> yeah, I know. I you know, see, you're I know. a real moany bitch, are you? Yeah, I'm a moany bitch. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I want to come back as you in the next life. Oh, I must have been an evil person in my past life. And I'm like, Alan, slap yourself round the face, get a grip. But I like to moan. I like to, oh, why is my life like <sighs> this? I have a wonderful life. You really do, don't you? So you I have know. to remind yourself. Oh, look, here's the thing. The reason I did this podcast is because I have to remind myself. I am like at the core quite a miserable bitch as well. <laughs> we should go on holiday together. <laughs> and just complain about everything. Do you know what? If, if me and you should go to the theatre and just be in that box like those two old men in the Muppets. <laughs> Hey, Warnoff, what do you think of this? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I'm going to do that. Do you know what I'm doing now? What? I've got to now go. Me and Paloma Faith are going as the evil shining twins <laughs> at Jonathan Ross's Halloween party. So Stop. So that's tonight. That's tonight. I mean, I don't okay. want to spoil the whole thing of the podcast, but we're filming this on Halloween. Look, I have two spooky hands. This is as Halloween as I've gotten. My oh, daughter you... has gotten quite spooky. She did want to paint in my face, but I didn't want to kill the illusion for the podcast. But you've, <laughs> you've now done it, so I could have come with a cobweb. <laughs> the thing is about Halloween... Um, because I set the bar so high when I was Gemma Collins. Oh, yeah. I, I, I struggle now, you know. Mm. And um, I, it reminds me of that headline I got in the paper. Not well, like a very small headline. When I dressed up as Gemma Collins, they went, Cruel Alan mocks Gemma by wearing fat suit. It wasn't a fat suit. It was my own body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
But that, that karma, that karma having a go at me for taking the piss out of Gemma Collins. Rule <gasps> Allen puts on fat so oh. It's my own body, bitches. Oh my god, that is a burn and a half, isn't it? I know. Bastards. Ouch. Ouch. I am going to ask you, apart from that delicious green mug that you're holding, is there anything, <laughs> uh, it's like the size of your head, is there anything in your line of sight or that you know where it's placed uh, that you're particularly grateful for right now? Oh, oh, okay. Let's have a little look round. Let's have a look round. Um, I've moved it in, but I did Bird You've table. got 30 seconds, Alan. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um... I've got a skull. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> for hiding not, money in. <laughs> a dead cactus. How can you kill a cactus? Look, Nobody oh. can. Oh, oh no. I've just tipped it over the keyboard. I've got pricks all over me keyboard. <laughs> not for the first okay. time, I'd say. <laughs> you dirty cow. <laughs> um, I would say it's my bird table. It's your what? My bird table. I thought you said a birth table. I was like, I thought oh. I only had one of those. Your bird table. Yeah, you know what? This is a gratitude podcast. And yeah. you know what? A bird table got me through lockdown. I just love bird watches. Nothing beats the day than watching a couple of blue tits pecking at your fat balls. <laughs> so why is it like, like a bird stu stool, like a bowl, but a table? I don't know what that means. No, it's, it's not. No, you're, you're making... You well, must have a seen a bird, table. Angela, you're making out that you've been in a coma. You know what a bird table is. <laughs> I've it's never not, heard of a bird seating. table. It's a table that you put, like, seeds on. It's not a table for a bird. Okay, I just heard of a bird house. <laughs> is like, it the same I've thing? Just... <laughs> Yes. Okay, okay, okay. I love, I love in your mind, you're imagining a table Cutlery. and a chair and a bowl covering <laughs> like it's gone to a bird fret. <laughs> it's you like know a, when a, I, cafe, a cafe rouge for birds. Oh when I first moved to London, which is like nine years ago, um, people used to say to me, oh, is there anywhere nice to eat in uh, London? Any, have you eaten anywhere nice recently? And I was such a like slave and absolutely broke. I was going nowhere. I was like, oh, well, actually, there's this really cool place called Pret-a-Manger. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise that it was basically like Costa, but owned by McDonald's. <laughs> they were like, mm, yeah, you're a like, classy bitch. Anyway, but, you, okay. but, you know, but you know what, you know what, and I don't want to name because it's quite a famous person that my friend was doing panto with, an American, and they went, um, oh my God, I want to treat the whole of the cast of the panto. I found this cute little French bistro. You're going <laughs> to love it. Cafe Rouge. No. And they, they, all, they all had to go there and go, oh my God, croque monsieur, I... oh, baguettes, you are spoiling us. But isn't it sweet now? I mean, if you're if you're not new to it, then you know it's a it's an easy mistake to make. I know. Listen, what a tight bastard. But listen, it's not. It's a, It's like a little house, but it's called. I call it a bird table. And when I bought it off the internet, it said bird table, Dumb. and it's like a flat thing that's like a house, and you put seeds and peanuts and fat balls on it, and they come and nibble, and you watch, and you love it. Yes, and during lockdown, it was one, because I used to do bird watching as a kid when I was 11, 12, 13. When I was 13, my dad took me to Pittsford Reservoir in Northampton, which is now a dogging area. Oh, um, <laughs> fabulous. And uh, to see some Canada geese, because I got some brand new binoculars for my 13th Ooh. birthday. 
Look at you. You've always been, you were born for showbiz. I know, I know. I know kids have like Playstations now and Fortnite and all that. I was just so excited to see a couple of Canada geese. Oh, I love that. But, I, I lo- but it's funny though, I did regress during lockdown. I started doing jigsaws, reading all my Agatha Christie's again. And I just sit there and I look out the window and I watch the bird. And it's not boring. It's not boring. There was a lovely little bird came and then out of the blue, a sparrow hawk came down and chewed on it and ripped it to pieces. The proper drama. Oh, wow. So you're like the new Attenborough. Well, well, that's what everyone's saying. I've got that voice, haven't I? (laughs) And there, in the undergrowth, is the sparrow hawk. (laughs) Nibbling on a blue tit. (laughs) 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 Okay, I love it. I want to get myself a bird table. We've lots of squirrels. Do you, Candy? Is there a squirrel table? We'll look into squirrel, it. I mean, no, the squirrel. Now the squirrels don't get me started on the bloody squirrels. They oh, climb the up and ones. they. St- yes, yes, yes. Not the red ones because I'm sure you're biased and you love a red oh, squirrel. Yeah, I do. You gingers <laughs> stick together. <laughs> My brother's to. ginger, by the way, and he loves a red squirrel. Um, <laughs> Endangered yeah. too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You are endangered. We are. So, <laughs> two. Just two pounds a month will help Angela. <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah, yes, yeah, so I, I love, I love a, I love a bird table. I love bird watching. Bird table, bird watching. I feel a BBC Two travelogue coming on. Thank you. And I'd watch it. <laughs> okay, Alan Carr, what advice are you most thankful for? Um, what advice? I've been given loads of advice. And do you know what? I, I do kind of collect quotations and quotes and stuff like that. My nan on her deathbed said, never tickle a grinning chimp. But I think that was the drug she was on. <laughs> but <laughs> It's quite a spicy one to leave on, though, isn't <laughs> yes, it? Yes, what a way to leave the world. Never <laughs> tickle a grinning chimp. She was gone. And um, <laughs> But do you know what? I read, um, I read this book I can't remember what it was called but you know they have little little quote on the front page yeah it was from Seneca am I saying it right I don't know if there's any Greek people no 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 you're right yeah Yeah. philosopher philosopher when shall we live if not now and I thought that has just stayed with me and I thought yeah and that's a bit like why I'm doing this tour at the minute I'm just saying yes to everything and of course I'm a bit like oh I'm missing my friends and family I've just, as you said, I've come back from Gibraltar. I've been to Bang After, Bergen, Oslo, Copenhagen, Athens, Stockholm, everywhere. Ireland. All been wonderful. Ireland, oh God, everywhere, everywhere. So I've just, so that sort of when shall we live, if not now, has sort of just stuck there. Do you know what I mean? It's just stuck there yeah. more than tickle a grinning chimp. It's mm-hmm. stuck there. And that's what I live my life by now. And I thought, well, just say yes, go for it. I love that. I love that. But I feel like you've always had that sense of just go for it. Oh, I suppose I have, really. Well, no, no, no. Well, no I, I read this when I was like a student. So maybe it has oh, stuck so it with really me. Has I'm all and I do because I love a quote. I mean, do you have a favourite quote that you think about I all mean, the time? I am. Um, I collect quotes, but my, my brain is like a sieve, Alan. So you would ask me that question and I'd have to go on Instagram to my saved folder <laughs> and then recite something to you. Um, so, but, but I do find, I mean, this sounds ridiculous, but I think the quotes find you 
at exactly yeah. the right time, you know? It's kind of, you could read these things and then somehow, you know, at a moment you're open to something and it, and it just lands. And then, you know, if you're like me, you forget it within three minutes. But now it's good to remember a few things. And then it, like when you're at a posh soiree and all that, then you can just drop a few and people think, yeah. oh, he's intelligent. I mm. thought he was a moron. Greek philosophy. How unexpected. Knowing me, I'll probably call him Senecot instead of Seneca. <laughs> and it'll be like... <laughs> I like that though, but I like that kind of idea of saying yes to everything. On the one hand, it's also quite exhausting, but is there an, a sense as well, if not now, about being about being present? Are you are you good at that, at enjoying things in the moment, or are you kind of always looking ahead? I love a recap. I will enjoy things on a recap. I'm like moan, 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 and then when I come back, I go, wasn't that wonderful? <laughs> Oh, well, you know, I'm a bit like that. Okay. I'm a bit, I wish I could enjoy things in the moment. And I try and I try and I've done a bit of meditation and stuff. I mean, that is hard for me, meditation. I've got my little um, chant and my mantra. Oh, it just makes TM. me go to yeah, but I can't tell you what it is. I know, but apparently there's only three, so we all share the same one pretty much. And then we're is all that like, true? yeah, that there true? are only three. Oh, I feel such a dick now. I know, and it's like, and you can't tell anyone, but like technically there are only three, apparently. Oh, yeah, I feel so. stupid now because some, you know, like rosé to me is like truth serum. Do you know what I mean? And then I thought, I swear I'm going to, because I have a few rosés, I start telling people my PIN number, oh, yeah. you know, my mother's maiden name, my first dog, you know, I've been scammed yeah. all the time. And then, uh, and then I don't. So your, your Sanskrit mantra was the only thing that was sacred. And now, you know, you're like, ooh, will we pay, play um, Snap? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now I didn't know everyone's bloody, bloody got the same one. But you know, another quote I like from Mark Twain. Oh, go on. We are all like the moon. We all have a side that no one sees. Oh, isn't that, no. isn't that deep and beautiful? Yeah, that is beautiful. Do you think that is beautiful? Are you saying that? No, 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 I actually do. And I think it's probably more pertinent and more poignant when you're in the public eye. Because you're like, oh, yes. there's a little bit of me that's hidden inside that nobody knows about. Well, I thought it was my mantra until you told me every Tom, Dick and Harry's got the same one. <laughs> same one. Ten <laughs> penny. Sorry. I was, I was on that plane coming back from Gibraltar when at least I'll always have my unique mantra. No, no. And then the woman next to me is doing the same one. Um. And I'm like, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, bitch yeah. stole my mantra. <laughs> Get it on a mug. Get it on that green mug. Okay. Do you know um, another one I like? Oh, go on. You've got to get, now, is this your third one of three? Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. If I'm bored. No, I'm only I'm joking. Easy. I love it. I feel like I'm at the party. <laughs> no, but this one, I quite like this one because it's simple and it's a bit stupid. Sometimes the fly lands on the cake. Sometimes the fly lands on the shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, isn't it? Isn't that true? And also, some, I'm going to need to give you context after this, but sometimes no. the fly lands on the vagina. <laughs> oh, God, you had to spoil it. <laughs> so I once did a documentary on naturism and we were filming at the naturist convention <laughs> in Drumshambo in Leitrim, okay? Like, I mean, least sexy place you've ever been. It was like at a renewed Hilton or something. Anyway, 
And also nature is deeply unsexy, turns out. I had my clothes, anyway, the director was like, he wanted to be a bit YouTube. He wanted everything to be quite intimate and up close. And so it was quite a warm day. <laughs> <laughs> laughing already. <laughs> we're, in, we're in the ballroom and like fabric chairs and people didn't even put a napkin down before they sat their balls on there. Anyway. Ah. The director is like, go in closer, go in closer. Mm. Joe, the cameraman, feels like this is inappropriate and not what he's being paid for. And he may even get in trouble for this. Vinny's like, no, closer, please, closer, closer. <laughs> so he's on a tight of somebody's, you know, quite like wild 70s full bush. And, okay. <laughs> and a fly lands on it. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> and no. then it just, ding, and then headed off again. Into the distance. So anyway, <laughs> I like that quote for lo lots of reasons. <laughs> but you know, I I I was only ever been on one nudist beach, mm. and I don't know if I was just really unlucky. But every time I turned around, someone was either bending over, screwing a swing ball in, or picking up a shoe. It yeah. was, and that's just not. It's not what you're. It's just not what you want for. to see. And it's a, and there's a load of fit people who were fully dressed. And I thought I said, "Why don't you take your clothes off? Uh, yeah, Why are all the ugly people here <laughs> with their little rumplings out?" <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, is there is there a thank fuck for that? Oh, my thank fuck for that is tequila. Oh, now you're talking. Because if it weren't for tequila, tequila gives me confidence okay. it gives me and I know you're not supposed to say that because you're meant to say drink was funny but it gives me and I am I'm riddled with insecurities I'm not you know and I'm not the most confident person but when I have tequila I'm like one of those people who go on naked attraction <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like yeah baby god you're fit you know what I mean and like I know I shouldn't, but, <laughs> but that's why I like tequila. And I know, please, listeners, drink responsibly. Maybe just have a couple of shots. But I like yeah. the confidence it gives me, and I don't have that confidence. And I like it, and I get flirty and playful and everything. And, you know, and I, listen, listen, and I'll tell you a bad story about tequila. I don't know if you know this, but um, I can't sober up with it the next day. And I took my dogs for a walk, and I threw the ball, and the ball ran into the serpentine. And so I bent forward to pick the ball out the water. And all the tequila ran to the front of my head. And I fell into the into the, the serpentine. serpentine. Sure. Serpentine. Drenched. Drenched. And you know you watch on the news when the dog jumps in to save the owner. The dogs were just thinking, you're all right. They were just watching me flailing He'll around. Float. <laughs> He'll float with all that tequila in him. His bloated oh liver. His God. bloated liver. I use my liver as a, <laughs> as a boat. Boy. <laughs> boy. <laughs> yeah. My muscle liver as a boy. <laughs> it's impossible to drown. And so, um, yeah. So, and I was cut and had to walk all the way home, absolutely dripping. So, I know I'm glamorizing tequila by saying it makes me more confident, but yeah. I've just got to put that in there, you know, drink responsibly. Because I wanted to bring out my own range of tequila, but apparently. I'd drink it. Why, why not? Well, I don't know. Apparently, the market's saturated, and you've got people like that man from Breaking Bad and George Clooney. But I don't uh, know if yeah. my image really, and there's been enough photos of me in Heat magazine and Closer. <laughs> where it. I don't. Yeah, yeah, where people might. Mm, yeah, I, don't, I think image wise, there might be a problem. <laughs> you and you Kendall two. Jenner. 
<laughs> you two can look like me on that mega bus. Mega bus. That was Daryl Breen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? oh no, the, the man on the back. Yeah. Now I'm talking on the bus. I don't look like oh, that sorry. Batman, you cheeky cow. <laughs> That's what I was. I mean, sitting on the bus, not on the back of the. He does look like Dara, though, doesn't he? <laughs> he used to get it all the time. When we did Robot Wars together, people would shout, Oh, oh yeah. you from the Mega Boss people. Oh, yeah. people are so rude, aren't they? Rude. rude. Um, but I do think maybe it is that little flicker, like I like, and again, hashtag drink responsibly, but I love, <laughs> I love like one, possibly two margaritas on an empty stomach. That is my happy place. It's like, you're just a bit fizzy. You're a bit flirty with yourself. Yes. You go into the bathroom mirror, you think, oh, I look glowy and yes. iridescent. And you do get just a bit yeah. like, and I feel like maybe that's an internal bit of you that is kind of clamped yes. with insecurities that have kind of come in over the years. So I do like to think that instead of it being, you know, an irresponsible bit, it's it's maybe getting back in touch with a, a bit of you that might have been there had your, you know, yes, life yes, been different. I yeah, I mean, obviously something's got to be in there for it yeah. to activate that. I mean, there's something dormant. I suppose my body's a bit like Mount Etna. There's some fire there somewhere, and it just needs a little, little bit of lava. Ignition with a bit, a bit of worm juice. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's what I was worried about when I had um, when I fell in the serpentine, because I had the one with the, and this is really bad, because on Chatty Man, he brought in the one with the fucking worm, Worms. which blows your mind. So th that is a hallucination and you shouldn't really be hosting a chat show when you've had a hallucinogenic no. and I was worried that and I was dead in the serpentine that there, that worm would be in my mouth like Silence of the Lambs oh grim way <laughs> to go as well. I know I know what a pub quiz question that would be who died in the serpentine with a worm in their mouth God forbid um, was that towards the end of the run? <laughs> yeah towards the end of my career funny why it got cancelled um, <laughs> like dribbling on the side the cage with the worms <laughs> hanging out your mouth. Yeah, yeah. And it was, and I think it was slap bang in the middle, really. But yeah, I get what you're saying. It was a bit unprofessional. No, I don't think so. I think that's what was magical about Chatty Man was that kind of <laughs> raucous. You didn't know where it was going to go. It was loose <laughs> no. as a goose, and it was so. It was like such a joy. Such a ah. joy to watch. I really miss that show. Do you miss it? I do miss it. I mean, when on good weeks, when we had great guests, I loved it. And then and then towards the end, the guests, no offense, but the guests were we weren't getting those Gargars and Bradley Coopers and Taylor yeah. Swift. Something sort of changed. I don't know what it was. And I just sort of went and I, I actually said, let's I don't really want to do it anymore. But of course the clickbait is axed, you of know. Course. And so I said so I said to Channel 4, let's Let's do something else. And, you know, they got it and they were nice. And then, you know, you've got other shows come along now. But yeah. I want to, I want to talk to A-listers. I want to, but I will always love that show. And I just think, you know, I got to speak to Robin Williams, you know, Bette Midler, you know, all these stars and, you know, just to, uh, you know, just amazing people, Ariana Grande and stuff like that, you know, and you know, Lady Gaga, like I said, and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant, but time to move on and stuff. But I do miss it. And so yeah. it's, it's lovely when I get people asking me, is it going to come back? I mean, no one wants a show. Say, oh, is that show still on that you do? People want it back. So that's nice. But Well, it feels yeah. like you went out on a high. Yes, I went out with a splash. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> 
So in the serpentine. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a thanks that got away? There is a, a thanks that got away, but everyone sort of knows this person. But I've just, I've never thanked them. But it's, um, it's basically, it's, it's Jonathan Ross for when I was um, a warm up for him on his uh, chat show. Um, listen, I was doing a show. I mean, this show would get cancelled now. There would be uprage. I was um, in this pink glittery box called the Gay Computer. And it was a pilot for a show. And I would interview celebrities. I would say, hello. And they would say, co-star. And I'd go, gay. And then... It would be cancelled now. I would be like... You'd identify whether they were gay or straight by how they said coaster. No, no. But they they would say, stepladder, book, gay. (laughs) I mean, I'm sitting in this box in this studio. It's for a TV pilot for E4. Gay, barbicide, <laughs> gay, and then that like, you know, concrete, not gay. So like that, I'm like, where is my life going? This is so shit. What am I doing? And then it was in Soho, and I came out, um, and then uh, you know, came out the box as it was, and doing all oh, that went great. I was like, oh my god. Then I get a phone call. Um, Jonathan Ross's regular warm up man has got tummy trouble and cannot perform. We need someone now. To get there, can you come to BBC Studios? And this is when he had his show on and on BBC One. So I rushed there, and um, in, you, know, you know, when you haven't got enough nerves, you know, you haven't got time to be nerved. Yeah. Rushed through the door, warmed up the audience. I mean, I don't know. One of the, the stars must have aligned the planets because it, I ripped. I rip, I'm not one of those people, but I ripped the roof off. I'm going to say oh, it. I beautiful. Did. I could hear. I could hear Jonathan Ross roaring with laughter. Everyone was roaring with laughter. And then the next day, and this is how old the story is. I was in an internet cafe when I got the email. You know, now kids, you have it on your phone. So I'm in Manchester, and then I get this email. Jonathan Ross wants you to be his regular warm up man every show. So every Thursday, so I mean, that weird thing where I. I was working for like £50, £80 in Manchester doing stand-up. And then on every Thursday, I would go down to BBC, the iconic BBC, and I would be there and there would be Angelina Jolie. My first one was Paul Newman. Paul Newman. And, of course, when you're a warm-up, you just stand there with your microphone next to the side and say, just in case Jonathan needs a wee. Oh, then at the beginning before he comes on, you just whip everyone up into a frenzy. So if I wanted to say thank you to him, it's thanking him. And of course, I never go, thank you, Jonathan. But I would like to say thank you because what people don't understand is that, you know, TV producers, they don't go to pubs on a Monday night looking for comedy talent. Mm-hmm. They just don't. You know, if anything, at a push, they maybe do like a weekend in Edinburgh and go and see the shows that they're meant to see. You don't. So, but being in that BBC studio in TV world, I got people spotted me and I got other work. And it was just a fantastic um Fantastic springboard for me. So I just want to say, you know, thank you. And also I want to thank the stomach bug for putting the other man, you know, in intensive care. No, I'm joking. He wasn't that bad. (laughs) And do we know, and is the other man still around? Not like physically, but is he still working? (laughs) He he died from the shit. (laughs) Gastro. (laughs) No, I mean, he's gone. I mean, I I won't name him, but I mean, he's got a career. I think he moved abroad and all that. But I mean, it was a proper all about Eve moment, which, you know, I don't think, I don't think I would be where, where I am if it wasn't for him. And then, you know, Jonathan, complete 
legend, chat show legend. I mean, and how nice is this? When I did Chatty Man, he was one of the first guests that came on. And I was like, Jonathan Ross coming on my show. Yeah. I mean, how lovely is that? How lovely is that? I feel like he's a, a deeply generous mm. man. And, you know, not just in the like Halloween party sense, but in his spirit, you know, he do, he feels kind of so comfortable in his own boots that he's allowed. He allows other people to shine around him, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, there's celebrities I know now who won't even give me their number. But, you know, I was a warm up man. And he, you know, he gave me his number, Alan, if you need anything, let me know. And, you know, we've all had personal shit. You probably have had personal shit this yeah. this year. And not only has he been lovely to me, but he's also reached out to my ex, Paul. You know, and it's, it's a really lovely, genuine guy. So I, just, I want to say thank you for that, because that really was the start. And I mean, just these little glimpses. I mean, Angelina Jolie, David Bowie, Madonna, me just there. And I, I say I'm rubbing shoulders with these people. They're basically telling me to move but <laughs> while I'm there. But I mean, what an amazing time for me. And truthfully, the template, because I guess you're around that. You're going, this is, you know, and it's very expansive because you're going this, I can, I could do this. You're probably seeing, you know, and obviously Jonathan's an exceptional at that, but you probably mm. think, oh, I think I might, I could maybe do something like this. Oh, I mean, I, listen, I could, I could only dream back then, you know, that yeah. when I got my chat show, I did, you know, because, you know, um, Jonathan was just, you know, so knowledgeable and so fun and cheeky as well. Yeah. There's definitely a, germs of that in chatty man and uh yeah, sure. yeah i mean and then what people don't understand is you'd have you two on and you two would say do you mind if i play some classics so they'd lock the studio door i would be there on the front row i've seen coldplay i've seen bowie i've seen you know and they'd just do some extra songs james brown and just oh my god it was the most magical time oh, yeah on a thursday i'd have this little nugget of showbiz and then of course on the friday the saturday hello scunthorpe scream <laughs> you know you know oh hello <laughs> but then i would be there i mean it, i look back at it and i just go Alan, thank your bloody lucky stars. Lucky stars. I love Gratitude. that. Gratitude. It does yes. feel fated. Oh, God. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Totally fated. And, uh, yeah, wonderful time in my life. Very exciting. And, uh, yeah, just a little bit of uh, glitz and glamour on a Thursday night in the BBC. Oh, magic. Big up, Johnny. Johnny I, know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I mean, when you say I haven't said thank you to him, I mean, it's going to be completely eggy if I go to him thank you but you know you know but, uh, yeah you know he knows how, how much I love him and I think he's brilliant what's the gift you're most grateful for okay gift I'm most grateful for um I do get sent a lot of stuff and a lot of it is self-promotion you know I think you're speaking to Catherine Ryan about this you get something you've got to do an Instagram post yeah blah 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 and of course you always get a bit cynical now I mean people listening to this go oh you ungrateful sod but sometimes it is a pile of shite and you've got <laughs> Go. I love anchovy paste. I have it on everything, you know. And there's no such thing as the free lunch and all that. Oh, but I, I, I did get a wonderful gift from David Guest, the late David Guest. Oh, wow. He was a guest on. Um, <laughs> don't go. Oh wow, you haven't heard it yet. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> he was. He was a guest on the Friday Night Project. He really took a liking to me and Justin. So he took us out for dinner and everything. He had such a good time. He gave me a, um, um, uh, what's it called, a candelabra that um, that he'd got 
that him and Liza had got for the, a wedding present. Shut off. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? That li- I've got Liza Minnelli's candelabra oh in my, my house. God. Wow. That's how pretty rude amazing. of him. I know, I know, A, how rude, but how fabulous for me. Unbelievable. Do you know who gifted it to them? No, I'm dying to I know. I mean, can if it was Michael Jackson or imagine. someone like this? And where is it? It's, a, it's, a, it's upstairs. I've got it. I mean, because it, it's, it's a bit showy, as you can imagine, for I, David Guest yeah. and Liza's wedding. I mean, it's... Uh, it's, it's got not to something... be a, a moment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're not going to just have, are they, something like from, you know, a pound shop. I mean, it's pretty out there. Even yeah. for me, even I'm looking at this candelabra going... That's too gay. So (laughs) that's a little taste of what it is. But it was really sweet. And I thought, how nice is that? I mean, I don't know whether, yeah, do you know what? Because when you get it, I mean, I I don't want to get into trouble with it because, you know, I nearly got into trouble with the the Q Award. Do you remember the Q Award? Yeah. I hosted that once. And then I go. You're leaning in, whispering to me. (laughs) I know, I know. Well, listen, so I, you won't believe this. I'm a, I go for a wee in the toilets. There's Amy Winehouse's Q Award on the side. You know, Amy Winehouse, she won the Q Award for Best Album or Best Sing. I mean, she was amazing. She could have won anything. So I go, oh, my God. So I come out of the Savoy where they're filming. All the paps are there. I hold it up and go, thank you for my lovely award, like this wave. Next thing on the news... Amy Winehouse's Q Award has been stolen. I was like, what? She left it behind. (laughs) I'm minding it for her. So I rang up my agent. I said, I didn't steal it. I didn't steal it. It was in the toilet. It was resting. It was resting in your dressing table. Yes. Maybe this this could this could be the Joe. You know this could be the answer to your first question. This is maybe thank God no one knows. Guest. Yes, yes, yes. This yes, is yes, thank okay. God yeah. no one knows. But yeah, I maybe love we I love the David Guest candelabra. Is we'll like put both of them in love. In. I've got, We're both in. I've got showbiz stories coming at me. Oh, I'm loving them. them. I'm loving them. See, Okay. So, yeah, I mean, so I, so I was like, I couldn't believe that on the news, you know, Amy Winehouse. And then people just were assuming I'd mugged Amy Winehouse for a thing. But it was just there. And I thought, this is amazing. This is one for the grandkids, isn't it? Oh, my God. How did you get it back to her? Did they send somebody? Yeah, I, I sent it off on a courier to give oh. it back to her. I mean, okay. I... I love that Back to Black album, but I don't think I actually deserved an award for it. No, <laughs> you listen to it, but that's not how it works. <laughs> Isn't it? Oh, what? <laughs> you might have even bought it back in the day. Also, <laughs> not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, I so, that. so listen, so when you, so actually as a way to bring it all together, it is celebrity, celebrity gifts. Um, are, 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 I'm not being rude. Oh, they're pretty amazing. I'm not saying the Q Award was a gift because I stole well, that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, we're not going to split hairs either way. No. Please don't ring up the police. Can I, I like, get arrested tonight? Where you've, you've, you could win a hundred pounds if you give any information about the Q Alan Carr's slippery hands, sticky hands, <laughs> sticky hands. If any, if anything goes missing now, people are going to think it's me. Yeah. You'll be out Jonathan Ross's tonight and he'll be like, that fucker, thanked me in one breath, stole me one antlers in another. 
Um, there's all cutlery. There's all cutlery <laughs> falling out of my um, haunted ghost outfit. <laughs> um, well, listen to me. You are an absolute wonder. Thank you. I'm so glad that the universe conspired to get you home on the Gatwick Express in one piece and on time. You're an absolute joy. I love you and thank you. Thank you so much, my angel. It's been so much fun. And also, I just want to say, you know, I get asked to do um, so many podcasts, but I felt you gave 100% on Life's a Beach. You were so funny, so witty and so charming. I thought, oh, my God, I've got to come on yours. And it, you have not disappointed. It's oh, been wonderful. you're an Thank angel. You. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. The glorious Alan Carr and that podcast that he was referencing, his one, Life's a Beach, uh, I appeared on a few months back. It was so fab and definitely go check it out too. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to Series 6 of Thanks a Million. Series 6! Honestly, I love doing this podcast. Even when I'm skulking under a duvet, recording intros and outros while hiding from two children, It gives me immense pleasure. Some of you will be new to this podcast because, you know, that's how it works, I suppose. But there is an archive so rich and glorious with names that you will be familiar with and less familiar with. Uh, But some really, really wonderful episodes to, to revisit if you haven't. Also send them to your pals on a WhatsApp group or like TikTok. I don't know how the fuck TikTok works. Anyway, and if... I could trouble you, if I could trouble you, sir, for a minute. If you'd leave a review, genuinely, it makes a massive, massive difference to how we appear on podcast streaming situations or something like that. But genuinely, I would really appreciate it. Like, not one star. We're not looking for your fiddly old one stars. We want five. Or just sling your hook, yeah? Don't be bothering your arse if you've nothing nice to say. As my mum says. And if you can bear to be apart until the next series, you can find me at... Angela Scanlon. Thank you so much for joining us over the past few months or, you know, for having a listen through if you're listening in the future of now. That also, I don't know. Goodbye. I love you. Thank you. Hola, señorita. Thanks a Million with Angela Scanlon is a recipe production. 